With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Club at 22, your Rangers podcast. We are live on YouTube this evening. I am your host, Ryan Haymarch. And before I introduce the guys, I uh, just want to say thank you again. You've seen it on our socials uh, that Scott kindly put the total up of what we've raised uh, for the podcast for the British Heart Foundation. Last week, it was a total of £3,584, which is absolutely unbelievable. Um, certainly exceeded my expectations of what I thought it would be and you guys have just pulled together and really blown out the water so thank you to everyone who played the part in that, everyone who was on the show and yeah, we are, I think overwhelmed is an understatement but we just want to start the show and say thank you to everyone for that uh, as I said, I'm Rose Ryan Haymarch I want you to like, share and subscribe to the pod as always we are at 3,500 subscribers I think it is at the moment so that's again unbelievable. That ties in with the with the donations. Actually, that's good. It does. <laughs> so if we can keep building that, keep sharing the pod, and the support we get is 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 very thankful. So yeah. Um, so let's get introduced to the guys. Um, firstly, to my right, are uh, you both on my right, Ali Pearson? How are you? Very well, Ryan. Good to be back on a Friday podcast. A bit different for last last week's one, but that's. Um, an incredible sum of money that um, we've raised in Cali in particular to raise that money. It's um, We had a wee figure on our head that we thought we'd get, but that's been utterly blown out the water. It's, it's, it is crazy. I know Like it's, it's quite a good thing to start with, actually, because I'll be honest with you, now it's done, I thought £1,000 would be way off. I didn't think we'd even get achieve that, boys. And it is, it's just something, it's really a something special, so... Aye, we can keep talking about that if you want. Uh, before I come to the main man himself, Sco- uh, Scotia Gemmell, live from Qatar, mate. How is it over there? <laughs> it's, it's very, very warm. Very, very warm. The Wi-Fi is better than in Helensburgh as well. <laughs> Cracking. Uh, Good. No, I'm, and not, I'm, I'm not in Qatar. Sorry to hear about your team wheels getting beat as well. You must have been absolutely gutted, mate. <coughs> Although I, I didn't actually see that game, I was just saying to you lads before we come on here. I'm just coming out the back of a wee bit of cold earlier in the week, so just starting to feel a bit normal. So unfortunately, I that game. If only they had Matondo, they wouldn't get beat. <laughs> never know, you never know. No, but um, before you move on to Carnegie, yeah, I'll just echo what Pearson said there about the effort that everyone put in uh, last Friday um, for that. The British Heart Foundation. It was incredible. Really enjoyable evening. And yeah, thanks to all the all the listeners for donating. 
What's the what's the COVID restrictions like over there in Qatar, Scotia? <laughs> You're not allowed to take in binoculars that you can fill with beer. I don't know if you've seen that video <laughs> going around in Twitter. Someone yeah. <laughs> get caught by the police. But luckily, you've got a tap behind you there, so you'll be okay for this evening. That's good. <laughs> um, and lastly, Mr. Carney, I am probably stole your thunder a wee bit, mate, with uh, the talking about the the total. But I don't think we can we can exhaust it enough, mate. Um, how are you this evening? Obviously delighted with the total, but I know you're struggling a wee bit with a cold. Yeah, I don't even know if it is a cold, mate. I just, I don't feel very good. I feel kind of run down by my trooper and I will carry on. Yeah, I just don't feel very good. Maybe it's, this is my first week back at work and I think it's proper, properly um, caught up with me. I think so. I, I don't feel particularly great. But no, in terms of the money raised, mate, I, it's just, it's bonkers. Um, if my missus would come on this podcast, I would I would get her to, to prove to you that I said to her, if I get 400 quid, I would be absolutely delighted to get over three and a half grand. It's just, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Even when we finished the pod I was checking it kind of every day or so just going forward once a day I would just flick on it and see and I was like god that's went up a hundred quid god that's went up a hundred and fifty quid and I'm like it's just honestly it's incredible it really really is incredible um I am I'm so happy I'm so happy that we managed to, to do it and to pull it off as well because I mean I only plan it took me it was about five days or something I pulled it all together so um but no I mean three and a half grand is just bonkers and again from the bottom of my heart everybody that donated whether it was £100, whether it was a quid, it doesn't make a difference because it all matters. Every single bit of it matters. And again, to, to all the podcasts that contribute, all the guests that we had on were all absolutely class. And uh, yeah, I am I am delighted with it, mate. Absolutely delighted. Yeah, brilliant, mate. And, and I just want to say as well, I did notice a few donations from from uh, Celtic fans as well. And I think that just shows when it comes to certain things, there are no colours. So um, well done to those guys for, for donating as well. That's... Um, very, very, very big of them, and and I was I was quite pleased to see it. So yeah, brilliant, brilliant total for us. Um, but let's get into all things Rangers because that is why we're here, and that's why that's what our weekends revolve around, guys, isn't it? Let's be honest. The big subject we will get on to <clears throat> uh, in a bit about the managerial position and the candidates and the the imminent uh, appointment, which is being reported. But the first thing I wanted to talk about was the. Earlier on the week, it was reported that Tom Lawrence would be out for the season. It was all over the tabloids, the usual tabloids that um, kind of do their, their bookie, the Stevie the bookie out of still game and just kind of guess guess what's happening. Um, yeah, Tom Lawrence out for the season, it was reported, and in, in, I think it was the first person that reported it was false was Stevie Clifford, said that the club had confirmed to him that... Uh, it wasn't true, and Tom Lawrence hadn't received a, uh, hadn't experienced a setback in his recovery. So that was kind of it wasn't positive news, but it was positive news that it, it was a, a lot of nonsense in the tabloids, as always, because they just guess with us. They know nothing about what's happening in the club. But I'll come to you, Ali. Firstly, um, in terms of the media, obviously, I think it was the Daily Record and possibly the Scottish Express. I'd, I'd seen it on. Firstly, does this outline why we don't? communicate with these media outlets and just go through fan media and also as Tom Lawrence a massive player for us if we if he's right on the right track to come back at some point this season he's a massive player for us. Yeah it's like Carly in the comments just say it's clickbait that's all it is it's for folk to click on it. <laughs> that's all it is so and they've got they've got it so everyone clicked on it but um no Tom Lawrence is huge. And he and he put in his Instagram Tom Lawrence just before the the media kind of came out with us. Basically, he was getting back into into training and everything. But I did listen to David Edgar on I think it was one of the daily updates this week, and he did say, although that that story is is false, he probably doesn't expect expect him to be back until after January. He did even say maybe into February. So don't expect Tom Lawrence to suddenly reappear after this World Cup in a, in a few weeks' time. I think it'll be it'll be it'll be next year before we see him, but he'll be a, a massive boost for us going forward. I I, I said to you for day one, I'd watched a lot of championship football because there's a lot of half twelve games on, on Sky, and I'd seen a lot of derby games, and and he was on it. He's played for derby for quite a few years, and he stood out like a sore thumb. So when we were linked to him, I was quite excited about him. He's that kind of box to box player. He can shoot for outside the box. He can score for free kicks. He's got a title player we've been missing for a while, so and he'll take the responsibility off of 
young Tillman as well. He's the only real guy in the middle of the park at the moment. So I'll be glad to see him back, but he will not be back straight after this World Cup, unfortunately. Sorry to bring it down a wee bit, but to be realistic, it's going to be into January. I'm trying my best there. I am trying my best, and Ali just it, it sidetracks me with his with his negativity. I'm only joking. <laughs> um, no, I totally agree. I think I think I'm always banging the drum about us having players who are, let's say, finished articles. But I sometimes think we buy players that are that have potential too much instead of buying players who are actually going to make a consistent difference to the team. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see Lawrence back. If it's going to be February, then so be it, as long as I see it, get to see him this season, because I think he's one we miss. Um, Scotia, what about you in terms of Lawrence? I know it wasn't an update as such, but I think it's good to know that we will see him, as Ali said, it's, Edgar said, that we will see him this year. I'm not one for using the injury list, which is lengthy with Rangers as an excuse, but Tom Lawrence is one we miss, isn't he? No, he is indeed. Um, and no, I'm like what Pearson said there. The view I had on it was that he would be coming back sometime after the World Cup. And that itself is a, a fairly ambiguous statement. You're not given a set date. That could be any time before Christmas. It could be after the New Year. It could be into February before you see them. And if you think about it, Lawrence has missed, what, I think 18 matches up until we broke. He'd missed out on through injury. That's a long time away from, away from the game um, to come back in. So I wasn't even expecting him to be fit and ready. Once, once we kick back off against Hibs, and this was, I'll speak about Gio now, if you don't mind, roughly. But this a wee concern I had was that he was kind of pinning all his hopes on, oh, after the World Cup, we've got all these players coming back from injury. Tom Lawrence was one that I thought was going to take a wee while to get back up to speed and fit himself back into the team. I think if you look at that injury list, obviously Jack had just came back and featured in the last game there, but the only other ones that I really expect providing there's no setbacks between now and when we go back, we're probably Yilmaz, Sakala, Cholak, King and Kamara. And barring Yilmaz, all of them were just these slight knocks that we were told they would only miss one or two games. So I don't think there's this big influx of players that Gio maybe sometimes alluded to in the press that were coming back after the World Cup. There's still going to be a period of time where we're waiting and key players, and Lawrence is one of those key players that we want back in because we are missing something in the midfield at the moment. Yeah, I think Gio is possibly getting to that desperate stage and, and using using all his cards and his excuses at the time, which is understandable. He's under pressure, but I think he was getting a bit desperate, um, calling out injuries and saying things would be, as you say, would be fine after they were back. Um, Carney, what about this Lawrence news? Like I said, it's not necessarily an update, but it is good to know he is on the road to recovery. We should see him this season. and Although we do have a lot of injuries, he like like I said to Scotia there, he is one probably having goals you know, the two players for me that are very much missed are probably stick on starters every week. Yeah. Um in terms of the, the story that broke, it's 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 open season on Rangers just now. It's really take as many guesses and pot shots as you like because we're in a, a transition phase, if you like, without a manager. There's a bit of uncertainty around the club, etc. Um uh, and it, it always happens. If you go back and look at any time recently where we've been in a process of changing manager and stuff, there's all, always ludicrous stuff that comes out that's just not true. And it's um, it's certain media outlets trying to pretend that they know something when they don't. Uh, a perfect example of that as well is Big Dodge put in the comments. Did anybody see the Kenny McLean story during the week? Something about a pre-contract. It's just paper talk. That is, that's a, that's a journalist saying, oh, uh, Rangers were linked to Kenny McLean. How many years ago? I don't even know how many years ago it was. A while ago, oh, he's coming towards the end of a contract. Um, we'll, we'll just link him with Rangers then, and it's it's one of those things that it just constantly happens. Honestly, it constantly happens. Um, and somebody else just said that he signed a two year extension with Norwich today. And you're like, <laughs> oh, oh, do you know what I mean? So there's like there was nothing in it to start with. So it always happens. Generally, it always happens. I don't believe anything that I read, um, and I don't, I'm not just saying this to try and big up other media uh, fan media or anything like that. Until it comes from Rangers, until it comes from trusted fan media outlets that I that I do trust, that I do trust a word, then I don't believe any of it. Generally, I don't. The amount of stuff, even the amount of stuff that you see on Twitter from people, and I'm like, well, you're just making things up. And you're, as you're reading it, you're going, where have you even, where have you got that from? Um, it's almost as bad as the other side of the city. I mean, if you go into Kerryfield Meltdown, the amount of stuff that you see on there that they talk about, you're like, where are they getting that from? And it, it, even this, the sun breaking the... Um, 
this lawsuit thing that's happening, and then the following day, um, elite go into administration, and you're like, there's there's nothing in it. Do you know what I mean? There's just absolutely nothing in it, but it's just a headline for people to click on. Um, but anyway, Lawrence, yeah, uh, the sooner we get him back, the better. Um, that's absolutely sure. I do think it'd be quite interesting to see how many players are miraculously fit. Um, as soon as we bring in a new manager, there might be a, a, a kind of influx of players no longer feeling the pain um, to try and get themselves back back playing. But no, um, it's he's crucial. He is crucial. We've spoke about it before a number of times. Him and Goldson for me are, are very crucial to get back into this team. Uh, but Lawrence especially because we are we're kind of we're down to the. The, not the dregs, we're down to the last choices really right now um, of having to play Scott Arfield week in, week out um, which I don't think any of us really want to see going forward so um, it will be um, interesting to see Scotia's right by using big words like um, ambiguous, is that what you said? So I can tell that Scotia's not started his beer for tonight and um, but he's right. It could be January. It could be. He could be back for the Hibs game. Who knows? It's one of those things. We're going to just need to wait and see. But yeah, the sooner he's back, the better. Yeah, agreed. Um, he's a player that I think was settling well, very similar to probably Lundstrom when he's when he started settling. You could see that there was a, a player in him, and I think that I think if Lawrence gets back fit, I think he'll be a, a great player for us. Um, just to call it, I wasn't going to mention this either, but as you said, as kind of open season on Rangers in the media. As always, and I'm the same. I haven't believed in the media since, I don't know, 2012 probably. I just don't take anything that they say um, for for face face value. Um, I think the one that's been circulating a wee bit is the, the Yilmaz one as well. Um, Yilmaz was apparently saying that he wanted to leave and go back to Turkey. And I think he's actually come out and rubbished us through, I don't know whether it's through Turkish media, but he's come out and said that's nonsense and it's it's just... I mean, these guys should get called out. It's just poor. These guys have got a job. They're, they're, they're paid to do it, to write stories that are that have some sort of fact to them. And yeah. Um, to be fair, right, with, with, with that yep. one especially, that actually came from Turkey. And if anybody that knows anything about Turkish media, they write, they would have wrote a story saying Yilmaz is homesick and then wrote one that says Yilmaz loves it at Rangers and released both of them, which means one of them will be correct. That's basically yeah. the way they do things. I pretty much like their, their football shots then, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't say it, I didn't say it at the beginning as well, just if guys have got any any questions um in the in the chat, then put the questions to us and we'll, we'll try and answer them. Um the Kenny McLean one, totally agree with what someone said in the comments there. I think it was Michael Crooks. If you support Rangers and you're a footballer, chances are you'll get linked with Rangers. It's just seems to be the next one. His contract yeah, he's he's com- he's coming as well, yeah. Um Hope not. Not a fan of that boy. I don't think he's he's got it for us. But it'll be as well. Um, Jason, Jason Cummins' eyes are returned to Rangers after appearing at the World Cup. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's very much the bring them home tweets into it. As soon as someone scores yeah. a goal and they've got a link to Rangers, it's bring them home. Um, yeah. But I, Jason Cummins, I, I would take I would take Jason Cummins just for the banter actually. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, it's a good laugh. <laughs> something it was something it was in the media this week, <clears throat> and it's very much true. Um, as former chairman Dave King, um, he did uh, an interview with, or a Q&A with, with Club 1872, and you can get that on YouTube, but I think they released it this afternoon, uh, so you can get it on Club 1872's YouTube, uh, first part of it. I did catch it when I got home from work today, and he was asked a number of questions from from um, shareholders and fans, or members of Club 1872, I should say, not shareholders. And he was asked about should Ross Wilson be relieved of his duties? And he went on to say that he wasn't certain about Ross Wilson relieved of his duties. He actually spoke quite highly of him, said he had a good relationship with him and Ross Wilson was always kind of professional and had the right intentions, but he was more having a go at Douglas Park. I think it's well known and well covered that him and Douglas Park don't have much of a relationship anymore. Um, Ali, I'll come to you first. Dave King... It's very vocal when, when Rangers aren't when Rangers, things aren't going well. I am a Dave King fan. I think Rangers fans seem to, seem to be split down the middle with him. I'm a Dave King fan. I, I just always have been. I think that he's always got the right intentions for the club, but he does like to come out um, at probably the worst possible times mm. in our eyes. But he will always say he's doing it for the right reasons. Do you think this is an unnecessary distraction for for Rangers? 
Yeah, at the moment, yeah, we, we don't really need it with AGM coming up. I know why he's doing it. Well, the AGM is coming up, so that's why he's doing it. Um, Dave King, Dave King obviously came back and pretty much saved our club, to be honest. He's put a lot of money into Rangers, Dave King, over the years. I think he actually said he is the big, he's, he's put the most amount of money into Rangers. Um, but I, he does come out, Dave King, since he's kind of walked away now, he's, um, he comes out at, at mad times, to be honest, and says these things, and it's a kind of, he says, she says, and I don't like that, I don't like this kind of off-the-field fighting with, with board members. You can tell he's he's not got a good relationship with Park at all, but I, I just don't like, don't like the way he goes about it, to be honest. And I like Dave King, but I don't like that side of him when he comes out and does that, especially at the moment, because there is a lot of negativity about Rangers, and he'll come out and say these things and try and gather support on his side against the board because the best time to come out like I say with AGM coming up as well but I, I'd i rather we kept this in, in closed doors or the two of them could get together if possible and speak about it rather than airing their dirty laundry out in the, out in the media because Park doesn't do it I mean he was invited to go to that um, question and answer with Club 1872 and then he, he didn't go obviously so um, he obviously keeps his um He's quite quiet in the background, Park, but I, King just kind of comes out and says he says what he wants to be honest, King. But I, I'd rather he didn't, to be honest. We've got enough things to be kind of worrying about than that in the background as well. Yeah, I think there's I think there's points to both both sides of it, Ali, and, and um, both sides of the argument. If I, I tried to put myself in his shoes, if I was like like a major shareholder, like he is. And I was watching the club being run. And he's a fan as well. Yeah, and he's a fan as well. And he's got an investment there and an emotional attachment. And I know his family are Rangers fans as well. And if he thinks when he's stepped away that the club's going in one direction, then it goes in the other. Or, well, he's he's watched it from 55, which I'll come on to, how how the club's been run. Then maybe I would be the same as him. I would be doing this power struggle, coming up to an AGM and trying to, to whistle some feathers. So I'm I'm just I'm trying to play devil's advocate if I'm being honest. Uh Scotia, where I say um, he was asked from someone from eighteen seventy club eighteen seventy-two what he was hoping to achieve. And he said that he felt it was necessary and his interventions were necessary and it was for the best interest of the club um, going forward. What do you see these uh, interventions from Dave King as? Well, I think he, obviously he's trying to shift his shares into Club 1872 more and I think Park's kind of come out and doesn't seem to be too much in favour of that and it's one of the rare times that Park has actually come out because I think this is the criticism that gets levelled at Park an awful lot is that he's he's a very quiet chairman. He doesn't come out and, and say much at all. You know, he's very quiet and lets things run whereas King's out in the media like Ali kind of mentioned there. Particularly when AGM comes up and things like that. He, King's no daft, he knows exactly what he's doing. Um, coming out and making these statements, putting them in, trying to drum up the support because what was the AGM last year that he tried to get Park's son off the board or not get re-elected to the board of directors? And I think he lost that by about over 80%. He lost that um, that vote for. Um, so I think he'll be coming out for this as well to um, drum up support for him and any of the resolutions that he wants brought forward or doesn't want to pass at the AGM. Because um, I think Paul, he's the largest single shareholder, but I I can't remember off the top of my head what he actually is, but it's maybe the mid twenties, between fifteen and twenty-five percent. I think is his share. It might, be, it might be less than that, actually. It might be less right. than that. Yeah, so he's obviously drumming this up for the AGM, and obviously Monday, Monday night, it probably planned in advance. But Monday, given the news that broke on Monday, didn't um, hurt his argument either, because I think one of the comments he'd made straight away was that um, he felt Gerard had get pushed out or forced out by the, by this board of directors. So I think he's, he's obviously trying to build up his, his camp for what's going to be coming in this AGM in, what, a week, two weeks' time? Yeah, I think that's, yeah, it is very well-timed and if it is for the best interest of Rangers, then so be it, but I'm kind of the same as Ali, like I'm, I sound very much like I'm sitting on the fence. I did say I do like Dave King, but it's the whole... You just know the media are hoovering this up. They will love it when King's in, because King will give them the story. And if it's for the better of Rangers, then maybe it is just a bit of short-term pain, but it doesn't feel like it's going to be short-term pain. It is airing your dirty laundry. Um, right, right. Before, yeah. 
I'm sorry for cutting across you there. I, was, I just thought you were about to jump to Carney. But no, what I was going to say, because we mentioned um, the tabloids earlier, I think in, this, in that interview, King had come out and said that he's put the single greatest amount of money in individually to Rangers over the, over the course of our history, probably. And it, it brought me back that I remember in the early 2000s, late 90s, that there was a picture in the record, I'm sure, because Park had put in loads of money to Murray back then. And it just... When he said that, it reminded me of that um, paper headline and picture that was there on his yacht. Yeah, he did. He did as well. Like he put money in in the nineties. I th- I'm sure he was like, like twenty million or something he put in. Yeah. yeah, I remember him putting money in, and I think that's why. I think I've got that kind of that place for for King um, in my head. So anyway, we'll, we'll move on shortly because I know it's. I I don't like talking about off the field too much, but I do think. With the AGM coming up, I thought it was quite relevant to bring it up. But Carney, I want to get your opinions on it as well. Um, Scotia brought a good point up there that King did. King clearly wasn't happy with with Gerard getting allowed to leave. He did say in the in the Q and A that um, that Gerard was kind of forced out. He wasn't given the resources that he wanted. After he won fifty five, he made it clear that he wanted to take the club further on. And go that extra level and start bringing the titles home. He did say, I kind of, I kind of love this about King, but he did say that Rangers should now be on the march to ten in a row. And if you remember when he first came in at Rangers, he said, I think Celtic were on maybe six or seven at the time or whatever they want to count it as. Dave King did say Celtic will never get ten in a row, and he delivered it. He did stick to it, stick with it, and he sounded crazy at the time because I think even. As his Rangers fans probably thought it was inevitable at the time, but that's what he said. And um, he's criticised the, the way the PR's dealt with now. I think we would all agree collectively as a sport, every single one of us, the way the PR has done at Ibrox now is terrible. Do you think? What's your views on Dave King's interventions at the moment? And do you think it's a coincidence that the standards of our club are clearly dropped since he left? I think he was. Look again. I am a I'm a massive Dave King fan. I'm always going to be the guy saved my football club. Um, so forever, forever, and ever, I will I, I will love him. When it when it comes to stuff like this, um, I do believe the standards have dropped. Um, I do believe that he had the right the right principles in mind when he was in charge uh, and the, in the direction that he was trying to take the football club. Um, again, this is all my opinion, everybody, before anybody comes in and says in. I think his comments are about Gerard are a bit wishy-washy because I think if we watch the football, Gerard he had looked like he decided that it was time for him to move on. Yes, he might have been pushed a wee bit quicker than he wanted to go, but when it gets to that point, I think you've got to not cut your losses, but you've got to almost sell him while he's still a hot ticket, if that makes sense. So in terms of what the board done there, I, I, I don't really criticise that because I don't think Gerard had lost his, lost his mojo a wee bit. Um, doing all this in public, it's just it's the most, one of the most frustrating things in the world. I, I mean, I believe that there must be something behind it and the fact that Park probably refuses to talk to him and he'll, he'll refuse to have a sit-down with him or a meeting with him or a Zoom call, whatever it is nowadays that they would do. Uh, so he decides to do it the way that he does. Obviously, he does it through Club 1872 because they're still in the process of trying to buy shares, um, which, again, is a fiasco in its, itself. If we, we can't forget what, what happened with, with all that when it when it kicked off. Um, that's, a, that's, again, a, a whole other road we would go down there. And he speaks to the papers, and sometimes he speaks to the wrong papers too, and you're like, Dave, can you just stop doing that? <laughs> Like, please, can you stop doing that? But in terms of, I don't actually know, and I don't think he's actually ever come out and said it, that he wants to come back and take over again. But he just believes that the people in charge right now are not the ones that should be. I think Dave King would be quite happy to sell up and walk into the sunset. Genuinely, um, I I do. But I I do believe that, I think there's problems with the board. Um, Again, we've, we've spoke about that. A number of times, um, I do think Dave King has some valid points um, that I will back up. I, I, I don't know Douglas Park's points because we don't hear anything from him. And somebody mentioned even in uh, the comments there, even at the AGM, he doesn't talk, so you, you don't get anything from him, which probably isn't correct for a for a chairman of Rangers Football Club, to be honest, or any football club. You should be you should be present and vocal um, whenever you feel like you need to be. Um, so, but going forward, look. I think Park's got too many 
pals on the board for anything to really change in terms of that. I think Dave King, with the way that he chooses to do things, makes himself look even more like the, not the enemy, but the opposition to to, to Park. And I don't think it will, it's ever really going to go in his favour. But what I think, again, what Dave King is just trying to do is to argue his point and to get the Rangers fans that are thinking his way behind him but I, I don't I don't honestly believe if he gets offered it or he gets a chance to get voted in again to be the chairman, I don't think Dave King wants that. Uh, again, I, I could be completely wrong, but I, I don't think he does. But that's, yeah, it's just all very messy, isn't it? It's all just, it's like, it's like when your mom and follow and you've got to talk between your mom and for your mom and go tell your dad this, go tell your mother that. That's pretty much the way that it feels. It's kind of handbags at 10 paces stuff. Yeah, I agree with a lot of those points. Um, I think what I was interested to hear Dave King say today was that he was asked about what his relationship was like with the board and he actually said he's got a really strong relationship with most of the board members um, and a lot of them feel the same as he does and that kind of struck a chord, whether he was just blagging or not, I don't know but for me that kind of struck a chord, I thought kind of similar to you that he maybe wasn't as popular um, and it was kind of more team park, but that was interesting for him to say that because it would make a an interesting AGM because he's he's obviously not going to vote for Park to to retain his position um, at the AGM anyway. So it'll be interesting to see how it works out, and it has to be for the better Rangers. We've been through enough um, all this this nonsense in the media, so I'm hoping it comes to an end soon, as we all do. But moving on to more positive things and. Probably why the, the main subjects why we're all here is we don't have a manager at the moment, and is it Beal Ball or is it not Beal Ball? So Michael Beal is reportedly being set to be announced as our 18th manager. Uh, Beal, who currently at the moment is at QPR, has managed 22 games with them with a win percentage of win uh, percentage of 41. percent He is a favourite amongst the fans, I would say, but f- for me personally. I believe it to be an easy, lazy and, and kind of lackadaisical appointment. I do rate Michael Beale. I think he's a great coach. I think he's a really nice guy. I think he's got a, a, a bright future with, with any club he's going to take on. I just worry that Rangers is not the right fit for him at the moment. And it's just too soon since, since he left. That's just my opinion. Um, but I hope I'm wrong, and then if Michael Beale is appointed, then obviously I'm going to back him to the hill, because I will do that with any Rangers manager, so Scotia will come to you, um, and let's keep it as Michael Beale and not Mick Beale, because if he does become the Rangers manager, the, <laughs> the tag Mick Beale needes to go. So Agreed. what do you think What do you think of Michael Beale? Does he tick the boxes for you, Scotia? Oh, so I was very kind of Rangers to do this so that I couldn't come on the, the pod on the, the Monday evening there when they broke that news about Gio leaving. And yeah, almost immediately, it was Michael Beale and his favourite. To be honest with you, I think the highest in favour I've got with him in terms of percentage-wise is probably up to about 60% in favour for him. And it's a lot of the times it's went right back down to maybe only 45%, 40% against. And um, I think that one of the big problems is that at the moment, there isn't really any other outstanding candidate available for the job. You know, if I could go out and just, for instance, take Diego Simone away from Atletico Madrid, that would be lovely, or Guardiola away from Man City. I would have that, please, but obviously you can't. So you need to look, kind of look in the market of, of who's kicking about. And if you go through the list of the names that are there, Beal's probably the best in terms of having more pros than cons against. I think if this was came at the, towards the end of a season, granted like the summer of a pre-season, then there would be other options that would maybe appeal to me more, like your Sione's or um, Tedesco. I wouldn't mind them if it was going into the, a new season starting. But for me, those two types of names, I don't think would get an awful lot of time with the fans because um, obviously they were playing so poorly coming in during a season. The expectations for managers like them would be too high for me. I think Beals probably get a wee bit more leeway with, with the fans in terms of he's been here before, he did win his 55. But against that, I'm also a bit worried that sometimes we probably romanticise Gerard and his coaching staff a bit too much at times, that barring that 55 season, the rest of them were all, the other full seasons they were, were failures, and leading up to them 
leaving. We were playing very poorly in Europe. We were stuttering. Although we were top of the league, we were stuttering in the league and we, all, we were all kind of calling it out at that point. Um, so it'd be interesting. And as well, you don't know how much of it was Gerard, how much was it Beal, how much was it McAllister, that mix of the coaching staff. You don't know. You know, Beal could come in and it could be even worse than what it was under Gerard because like you, I think you'd mentioned it on the, the pod you done on Monday night, that it's, it's going to be a bit more of the same that we've had under Gerard previously that we had under Gio. You would hope that the fitness levels can come straight back up. And you would hope that obviously with the players all knowing the manager that it should be an easy transition. But part of me thinks that some of these players need a right kick up the arse with someone new in where their, their jobs are on the line. Um, so, yeah, I think Bill probably does just edge it. But like I say, I'm not hugely, I'm not as enthused about it as when Gio was named for the job. I was fully for Gio coming in, whereas this one, it's like, yeah, it's Bill, But like I say, it's probably because there isn't really any other outstanding candidate. Yeah. This is why you're my favourite podder, Scotia. You absolutely <laughs> read my mind. It's totally it's totally how I feel. I think you make so so many good points here in terms of us romanticizing with, with Bill and Gerard. There's there's an element of our support as well. I think that give Michael Beale all the credit for what was right and criticise Gerard for what was wrong, if that makes sense. Which was not the case. They were a collective management team and and they would have came to decisions together. And, yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think as well, the point you make about the players, there, there is no doubt some of them need an absolute boot up the arse. There is no getting away from that. They need that. They don't need their friend coming in and, and saying, oh, it'll be all right, I'll get us going. And I hope I'm wrong, but I, I, I agree with you. I think you make some great points. Um, Ali, as I said, I want the, I want the, the next Rangers manager, if it is Bill or whoever it is, to, to come in with a fresh approach. Bring finished articles in, and um, not just players with potentials. Do you think kind of score, what Scotia was getting? Did you think Beal, if it is him, will he, tar- will he target like current players? Do you think the board of bro- are going to bring him in because he's going to target current players who are already there and try and get them going as a cheap option instead of recruiting and spending money on this team? I hope not, Ryan. No, <laughs> Scotia covered quite a lot of good points. So if I agree with pretty much everything Scotia said there, to be honest, um, I think it's a huge gamble bringing him in. Yeah, he's been a coach and he's got a fantastic resume as a coach where he's been. He's been to Brazil, he's been with Chelsea, etc. He was with us under Gerard, and now he's out with his own man. He's only been in a managerial, managerial job for, what is it, four months or something? He started very well with QPR and they've kind of taken a dip. Taken a dip since he actually came up the road to watch us against was it Aberdeen or something. <laughs> Just taken a dip since then. So um, it's, it's a big gamble. <clears throat> it doesn't, similar to Scotia, it doesn't get me that excited. I would rather we went and got somebody completely different, somebody fresh, fresh eyes looking at it. I think you used the term last time, Brian. It was. Um, that previous team there, or the team we we're looking at, is like is Beal's Beal's team, but it's expired. Something along the lines of that. Um, I, I just hope he doesn't come in because he will get a tune out of some of these players. Let's be honest. A lot of these players, ex-players as well, that have worked under Beal at Rangers, have all come out and said Rangers need to go for him. He's brilliant. I've, I've heard just constant positives about Beal, even in podcasts previous before Beal was even linked with this Rangers job. They rave about him, but I just hope he doesn't come back because I know he'll get a tune out some of these guys. Some of these guys have not even kicked a ball for us this season. <clears throat> and I just hope the Rangers board, like you said, I don't go down a cheap route and go, oh, he's getting a tune out of whoever it is. We'll sign him back up in a couple of year contract. To me, this team needs gutted for next season. Absolutely gutted. And he needs to be backed and start for square one. And it pains me to actually say it, that, but next season... We might not, not sacrifice the title, but we need to build a team going forward. Similar to what Celtic did when, when they brought their manager in. And a lot of their fans said, look, we're going to sacrifice, not sacrifice the league, but you know what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. Because, because we're building for something. And it just so happens that we kind of imploded a wee bit last season and, and they, they won the league. Um, so for me, 
if he comes in, Bill, and it looks like he is going to come in, we have to gut the squad. I don't want some of these players that are sitting there with six months left in their contract to re-sign. I'm looking at guys like Ryan Jack, and I, I love Ryan Jack. I know he's Carney's boy, and everything, but players like that, we need to move on. Ryan Kent's, I'll get a tune out of him. To me, Morelos, they all need to move on. And we need to bring a fresh approach, and we need to back him. And I'll back him as well, but it just doesn't get me going. But then a lot of folk would flip it and say, well, who do you want? And like Scotia kind of says, there's not many guys out there that you can go, oh, I'd love him. That's really, really guys that we can approach. So it's a difficult one, but I'll back him 100% like any Rangers manager coming in. But it is a big gamble for us going forward. It really is. And we need to back him. A big gamble is an understatement, mate. I think it's. I think this appointment is, is huge. I think it's as... Is it, is it as big as the Gerard appointment? I don't know. That'll be up for debate, but I think this decision for the board is is absolutely huge and I'm with you. I want someone who's going to bring a bit of style in and who's to say Bill won't come in and just be cut throat and say we need to go down a different route now. 55's done, that season's done, but we need to go down a different route. So, But it is, I think, if the board get this one wrong, if Bill comes in and doesn't do well, I think the board are done. I think there'll be. I think the ramifications for the board will be, will be massive. Um, Carney, I know you spoke about how you were quite favouring Bill last week, and I totally get it. Like I'm not. I hope this doesn't come across as me not liking Michael Bill because it's not. I totally rate him as I said, and I think he's a great coach. It just, and I, again, I hope I'm wrong. It just for me, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right that he's coming back so soon. When his managerial career is twenty games, circa twenty games in, uh, let me ask you: So does will he come in and change the the style and the mentality? Because for me, yes, fifty five was great, but I still have memories of us struggling to beat that low block with Gerard and and Bill's style, and that's what concerns me. If he comes in with that style, do you think he'll change it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Look, I, I. I've kind of went up and down, I think, this week with it all, um, thinking about Bill and then hearing different people's opinions. And uh, there's a number of things that will contribute to this. One, and I'm generally before people fall off their chairs, I'll give the board credit here that they've decided who their man was and they've went and got him, right? So I, I, I'm okay. You've made that decision. The board, I feel, have, you've said it's a gamble. I think it's a gamble to an extent. I also think. McBeal comes with a lot of credit already in the bank and he starts in a good footing. Is that Michael Beale, was it? Sorry, yes, Michael <laughs> Beale. Sorry. <laughs> Michael Beale. Um comes he comes with he comes with credit in, in the bank almost because of what he has done for us previously. I know people can say oh he's managerial career, he's not oh. great, he's not started, he's not sorry, Carney. As you just got oh, strong, big John Robottom's come in there. The <laughs> main man. He is my main man yeah. in this. Do you know I'm dedicating this pod to him tonight? This is the J- uh, Jimmy Rosebottom uh, podcast because yeah, his support is brilliant. I said I sent him a message last week and amazing. Sorry, Carmen. Amazing. Yeah, quickly as well while we're on that. Um, uh, bod. I don't know how you say your name. Uh, bought five coffees. Said they missed the stream um, for your sister, so please accept us towards what you raised. Um, your lads are a credit to the Rangers family, so they they bought five coffees as well. So thank you very much. That is very very much appreciated. Um, back to Michael Beale. Um, I think, yeah, I think the board have almost they have played it safe because they have to get it right. But it is a gamble because he's not been really tested as a manager. Gerard wasn't tested as a manager, so you can put that argument forward. Gerard was coaching an unders team, do you know what I mean? So he hadn't been tested, but the stature of Gerard himself is always going to stand him in good stead. And um, I, I don't have the same feeling of like it's as if it's Gerard coming back. My biggest concern, and it's the one that's kind of went round in my round in my head, is he used to be the number two, and he's coming back as the number one. From pretty much the moment he walks in that door, he has to have the stature, he has to have the authority and he has to have the I am the gaffer and I'm not I'm not Michael Beale, uh, I'm not Mick Beale, I'm Michael Beale, that's what he has to have because it'd be so easy for him to come in and be everybody's pal again, you know what it's like, you've, you've played football teams, you've had a coach, you've had your manager and you've had your coach, 
your coach is always the guy you have a laugh with. You never really have a laugh with the manager. Do you know what I mean? You always have a can I giggle with the coach. So he, for me, that has to be like a stamp on that. Now I believe. Rangers are going to continue with this director of football role. So not to have a manager as such makes sense. They've got a head coach and he's a he's a damn good coach. Let's not be, be coy about it. He's a very good coach. He really is. When he gets it right, the football that you, you see is tremendous to watch. It really is. Um, but he still has to have that stamp because never should it be taken away what a Rangers manager is. Um, I never want to see him standing on the side of the pitch with a tracksuit on, for example. Uh, it should be shut and tie the, the way it should be. There are standards that you have to meet um, and you have to almost have that presence. Um, it's going to be hard for him, don't get me wrong, uh, but I do believe... I still, if you if the choice was Dice or Bill, I, was pick, I would pick Bill all day long because I think Dice is even more of a risk. And also, I do think it was slightly unrealistic because... The money that he would want is bonkers, um, absolutely bonkers. I know that I know the club have had to go in and pay one and a half million for Bill to get him out, but his wages are going to be nowhere near what Dice would be asking. Or oh, I seen like Scott Parker as well. People mentioned these guys are going to want stupid amount of money, and you've got to remember where we are, where we play football. It's not as, and no disrespect to Ange Postecoglou, but they didn't exactly go and sign a a, a top class manager that we'd all heard of. Do you know what I mean? So you have to sometimes put things into perspective. Rangers fans are never going to agree on this. It's never going to happen because there was a there was never a clear candidate, as Scotia had rightly said. There, there was never somebody that was everybody went, Oh, I'll go for him. The reason that I'm quite happy with Bill um is I believe he'll get a tune out of these players. I believe he knows them enough. I believe that he'll be able to get more out of them than what we've seen. But again, um, all of that is going to be irrelevant, again, from what you guys have said, if the board do not back him. We need a clear out and we need investment in this squad. That is absolutely crucial. If we try and limp again with the same old guard, the same old guard that we have, it's only going to end one way for him. So yes, the board have went and got their man. It's time for you to back him. Yeah, I totally agree with you. You make some great points um, again there and it just highlights how important this appointment is. I think it's. I think a lot of the the negativity is people are saying about Bill. I think it's just caution. I think we've been warned be. a few times in the scar. It's, it's the uncertainty, mate. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, there isn't a, a an upcoming Scottish Walter Smith out the mould waiting to come in. Yes. It's just it doesn't exist anymore, and that's what everybody wants, including me. I want that. We would all be very happy with that, but it's not there anymore. Well, it's funny you mention that because obviously Walter Smith was a number two at the time when he was appointed, so mm. no pressure on on Michael Beale for that. But um, <laughs> he's got big shoes to fill there. But listen, you never know. I, I'd like to think Michael Beale's a, a strong enough character to say to the board, "Yeah, I would walk to, <clears throat> I would walk to Glasgow from London and take this job, but you need to back me because I know that team's got a lot of work needing done to to topple that lot over there." And just quickly. Touching on what Ali said, I, I don't believe that it, when you look at that lot, I think a lot of their fans who were sensible last year did kind of sacrifice it, like if you want to say it, it won't take window after window. You can do this in one window, I believe that. If you get the right people in and you've got the right coaching staff in, you can get a team together in a, in a window to, to tackle this league and I believe that. But um, if it is Michael Beal, he has got a huge job in front of him. And I think the thing we all will unite in is that we just want Rangers back. We just want Rangers back winning trophies and winning games and not struggling to watch them every week. And, and that's the that's the end game for us all. Listen, gentlemen, it is what's like 40, 47 minutes there. I think we'll, for tonight, we'll call it a night. Um, that was a great chat, but Michael Beal really enjoyed it. Um, thank you to for everyone who's joined in the comments and again for supporting the the podcast and the, the British Heart Foundation um, the, the money we raised there so thank you so much and thanks for the donation this evening again Jimmy, top man for that uh, I want to say goodbye to the guys and have a good weekend, Mr Pearson you have a good weekend mate, are you about in Glasgow tomorrow? Uh, I'm off tomorrow Um but um, I don't think I'm drinking this weekend. I'm actually working on Sunday, Ryan. I'm helping out on Sunday. So, why is that? Why are you in Glasgow tomorrow or something? Is that? A... Um, no, I was just wondering if you were about me. Um, I might be about doing some Christmas shopping. I don't know. I've not decided yet. So, uh, I might tie in with you and see what you're doing. But if you've got some charity work to do on Sunday, you should be fresh. 
flat <laughs> Sunday. Um, Scotia, I know you'll be desperate to go and watch uh, the rest of the game. What time is it over there in Qatar? I never asked you. Is it four hours ahead, isn't it? Um, so, uh, what's that, 11? <laughs> yeah, so what we got, England game just now, is it? Oh, England, USA. Still sitting there. No, no, that's the only reason I'm sitting down here is that the TV is right in front of me, so I wouldn't the hear that I'm turning away. It's still no, no. No, and that beer no, pumps beside you as well, Scotia. He doesn't even put it. He doesn't even put into a glass. He just puts his mouth underneath it. <laughs> no, cheers, and I, as well, Ryan. I will make sure that I've not got other plans on Monday evening because I fully expect that. Although we've had that talk about deal, I fully expect unless something breaks down, that it's a pretty much done deal. It sounds like it. It sounds like it. I'm sure Rangers have. I'm sure they've got another couple of candidates, but I think he's outstanding. One, I think um, if they get if they, if they give him what he wants, then I think he'll be here. So um, yeah, matter of time for me. Um, and last but not least, Mister Carney, thanks again for letting me host, mate, and I hope you enjoy your weekend. I don't let you host. You always say that as if I'm uh, letting you host. And Jim I'm Sloan, lads. You host. What's that? Jim Sloan. Are you clicking everything there at the same time as me? Must have been there, aye. Jim, thank you very much, mate. Yeah, that's absolutely superb. Uh, thank you so much. Yes, thank you, everybody, um, for um, for tonight. Yeah, um, but I don't let you host like your like it's your podcast as much as it is mine. Uh, and I'm unfortunately I'm not doing four and a half hours tonight because I generally don't have it in me. I don't have it in me. I'm going to lie on my couch, man, and watch England. Um, I was going to say get beat, but I don't. I upset people, uh, but I don't actually care who wins between the USA and. England, I could not care less. Uh, Scotia, but you must uh, you you must be having a hell of a time though. Like today, I, I thought about you today. I thought too late winners for Iran. Scotia must be doing somersaults in his house, man. <laughs> like I couldn't. I was like, I can't believe this. Scotia's going to be in water mood tonight. Uh, but no, uh, thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ali. Thank you, Scotia. Thank you, everybody in the chat. Uh, uh, really enjoyed tonight. Really enjoyed tonight. And yes, as soon as it's announced, we will. Um, we'll we'll come and do a pod. You know that. Yeah, we'll be on as soon as that's announced. If it's not announced before Tuesday, we'll be on on Tuesday, I believe. So no. until then, well, we'll not be on Tuesday, no. <laughs> no, we'll be on. No, well, there's no, we'll be on. No, no what, what, what? Friday? No, we'll be out. We'll be, look, mate. There's going to be something announced next week, so we'll, whenever it's announced, we'll be on. Um, but we'll be if if not for whatever reason, it will be next Friday before we're back. We'll see you the next time we are on, guys. <laughs> we are we are Club at 22. God bless America, buddy. God bless America, buddy. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.